Discussion the truth. Ian Hamilton Trottier coming your way here. 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, uh, Wednesdays, Miami, Florida. This is a special edition. It's now 6.19 by my clock. We have a special doubleheader coming your way in addition to next week as well. Uh, J.P. Lindstroth will be joining us on our doubleheader. He'll be following William Blunden, who's a current professor at San Francisco State. He'll be talking and addressing uh, cyber war. We just had Kevin Shipp join the program, former CIA agent, or excuse me, uh, CIA officer, distinguished uh, difference in the, uh, in the two, uh, worked for the CIA for 17 years. Okay, That's an incredible program. One must listen to it. Donate to Discuss Your Truth. I urge you to. Please share this with your friends, your family, uh, associates, um, uh, country club members, whoever it may be, uh, share these uh, messages. Uh, let's move together with stopping mass media. There is a corruption that is completely brainwashing Americans today. This hour, we bring on a very special guest, and I'm actually going to hold her identity I released her gender there. Hope uh, obviously you're going to uh, find that her voice is not going to be disguised, but she's uh, going to be addressing a, a very uh, touchy um, topic that's becoming uh, more and more uh, uh, delicate, if you will. Um, something called targeting. She's being targeted uh, techni- uh, by, by uh, various uh, technical advances. Um, it's very concerning. Okay, let's bring her on, and, uh, and, 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 and I appreciate you listening to program. Again, this is Ian Hamilton Trottier. Uh, you're tuned in to Discuss Your Truth. Uh, if you're listening uh, via uh, Anchor or iTunes, Spotify, uh, whatever it may be, uh, your favorite podcast. I appreciate you. Um, okay, bring on first guest. We're going to be discussing um, the fact that she's being targeted electronically. By the way, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I, I can. Yes. Now, thanks for thanks for uh, joining the program. Welcome to Discuss Your Truth. I I have not mentioned your name uh, for privacy reasons. Would you like to reveal your name? If you would, please do so. If you wouldn't, we'll proceed. Yes, my name is Catherine Webb. Okay, thank you very much, Catherine. I wasn't sure uh, how you'd feel about that. Uh, the communication that. The, the two the two of us have had uh, is very sensitive in in my regard but of course your message needs to get out 
to the masses. And I appreciate your time for coming on to Discussions of Truth. Um, Catherine, would you please take a moment and introduce yourself to listeners? Uh, yes, my name is Catherine Webb. I'm um, I'm part French, part American, and uh, I live between Miami and Paris. Uh, the reason that I'm on this show is because for the past five years I've been under surveillance. Okay, now that's um, that's a, a, not a light topic. By surveillance, what do you mean? Well, I mean, uh, it's like for me, it's 24-7. That means I'm being followed in the street. Uh, they come into my apartment. They're in my network on my phone. They're also uh, in the apartment right above my mine. I mean, mine or my mother's, wherever I am. And they use some kind of um, microwave camera, uh, some kind of machine, because I feel it on me. And I've had other people feel it on themselves, the, the symptoms and see like white dots or it reflects on shiny surfaces. So for me, it's uh, it's like 24-7, you know, when I sleep also. it's. Uh, I talked to a doctor about this in France uh, and uh, because I had pain and uh, he said that he knew the machine, he knew the camera, and he said there are police that are corrupt. That was his words. This was in France. Where did the surveillance start? What country? It started when I was living here. I realized it uh, in April 2015 when I was living here in Miami Beach. Started in April of 2015. What was your experience initially? What happened? Uh, you mean how I discovered it? Yeah. How I realized. Well, um, I think it happened one night. Uh, I had a hard time. I mean, I was, I was not, not falling asleep. And I heard like something at the door. I have like metal, metal bars at the door. And it was two in the morning, so I woke up and um, I waited before opening the door. I opened the door. I didn't see anything, but as I opened the door, there was a small red, uh, like a, a red beam, very small, that as soon as I opened the door, that uh, that appeared. So I asked my neighbor the next day if she had heard anything. She, well, she's an elderly lady. She didn't hear anything. But then I started seeing people follow me in the supermarket, like they had empty baskets, nothing in it. And they had, they didn't look like the regular people that here, I've been living here for many years and they, they look like government guys, you know, like stereotype. <laughs> and uh -huh. also uh, there were like two big GMC cars, black GMC trucks, vans that pulled in one day. They came here to um, April, 2015, same month. They came here because this building does short-term rental. Okay. And uh, I just sensed when I saw those vans that they were not, you know, tourists. I just felt it. And they, the van stayed for months. And that's when it started, when I saw that people were in my network, on my computer, that the, the arrow was moving on its own. Or when it when I looked at you know I'm not very savvy in computer but I know to look you know inside a little bit what what it says and when when it says last place you were logged in I always said Miami Beach and this time it just said Florida so LinkedIn I was logged in places I've never been interesting like Ohio or yeah a lot of places and my friends too uh, then I I started opening a Facebook account which I never had. And I saw it there, and when I went to use a friend of mine in France that I used his computer sometimes in the countryside, 
And you could tell right away in the, in the settings that he was logged in in places he'd never set foot either. So they were, so, they go into my my friend's computers network, whatever. So it's now going. It's now happening to your friend. Um, the people that are following you, that you've noticed following you, I'm assuming in Publix or Whole Foods or or, or one of the other uh, local supermarkets there uh, to Miami Beach. The people that have been following you are these. Have they have they been uh, men? Have they been men and and, and both women? Uh, yeah, both. Mm-hmm. Both. And uh, are they have are they wearing anything in particular? Colors, suits. No, no, no. They look. They can look like tourists. It could be couples. Uh, they they could be anybody. I mean, some people they look more like informers for the police. Some of them they look more like that, like in France or here, look more like they could be informers. And some of them they look like geeks. You know, the typical geek in their twenties with a backpack. Uh, and otherwise, it could be uh, people look like government men or people you don't see much around. When I was being followed, when I was in my car, I noticed the cars following me had stickers, like a police sticker. You know, people put stickers in the back of the car, like a police sticker or army sticker, or also the Miami-Dade Community College sticker. Interesting. Now, we just hosted Kevin Shipp. Kevin, if you're not familiar with him, is a former CIA uh, officer. 17 years he served in in, uh, in the CIA and was very high-ranking, uh, very decorated. And he blew the whistle on a program, uh, and he knows extensively uh, some of the CIA, I'm going to say, corruption in, in Silicon Valley. He was also somewhat targeted, uh, Catherine. His house ha- had been sabotaged. Uh, chemicals had been painted in his home. Uh, his wife got sick. Um, have you videotaped uh, or confronted some of these people that have followed you? Well, I took pictures sometimes of them, but you know, it's, for me, it's like useless because they're not really people that are known. I took sometimes people, yeah, pictures. Uh, I gave them them the finger in the street. I went to talk to them, tell them not to follow me. I banged on their door upstairs. I tried to knock down their door with my foot, you know, kicking it, and they didn't even open the door. I think they're more afraid than I am. <laughs> so uh, I confronted them, yeah, several times. I found this like looked like a magnetic tape behind a frame I had uh, above my music. Uh, sometimes they leave like products, some kind of you know whatever product. It probably works with their machine, you know. And um, but they're not going to say they're doing it, of course. It's unfortunate I wasn't able to listen to Kevin Shipp because I don't have internet anymore and I have to. I couldn't recredit my phone to have data. So, uh, but uh, I'll listen to it uh, once I get uh, internet. Um, uh, what are these people recording? Are they videotaping you? Are they taking notes? Uh, w- what is it that they're doing when they're following you? Well, I've seen people uh, looking in their phone, and they're probably trying to see which numbers are going into my phone or if I have a new SIM card, I think, because they have their nose in their phone. I've also seen them taking pictures of me. Uh, the machine uh, that's working above, it's probably filming me day and night. I don't know why they keep it on when I sleep. I've woken up sometimes with small cuts near my eye. Wow. Small little cuts because it's probably like a little beam that have uh, healed very quickly that are almost healed in the morning. I didn't have it at night and I had like cuts around my eye. Uh, the physical pain is, uh, you know, palpitations, muscle cramps, irritability, uh, tension in the body. 
the heart that starts. Uh, and as soon as I move, uh, just for example, a foot away, it stops immediately. As soon as I'm out of the range, it stops. But after 20 seconds, it starts again. So I can't be moving in my bed all night long, you know, when I try to sleep. So you're being terrorized. And uh, what is the, is, is there a particular organization or group that you feel is behind this? Well, I was thinking of the NSA since the beginning, and I've always also, also talked with a lawyer about this, and he said it sounds like the NSA. I mean, who else can boost up the electricity in my apartment or wherever I am? Because I think that machine works with electricity. So most of the time, I turn off the refrigerator, and I think there's nothing in it anyways. <laughs> I turn off electricity where I am to try to make it uh, not as worse. But it happens when I'm in a public place. If I'm in a public place, all of a sudden, the vending machine is going to go on very strong. Or the air conditioner is going to come on very strong. I notice it's, it's whenever I go. So I don't know who can do that. I mean, uh, the NSA can do it. I don't know if there's other... Uh, entities that can do it but i was in a bed in a hostel just recently because i had uh, rented my apartment for one week i was hosted right here on washington 235 washington avenue on miami beach they were right above me they're right above you and like they were living in that apartment or they had somehow gotten into that apartment or no it was a it's a hostel so you know it's like with bunk beds i shared a room with eight other girls there were these guys that were upstairs, and I told them, I told them, you know, I feel the machine. And another girl in my room also felt it. Interesting. She couldn't sleep. Uh, she had to change positions. She even told me, uh, woke me up in the morning to tell me that she felt the machine. They were right above, and I confronted them. But what are they going to do? They're, they're doing their job. They're not going to. But that means that the manager knew also, because I told the manager of the hostel. So it's affecting uh, bystanders, if you will, that are around you. And when you confronted the people, did they just acted like they didn't know what you were talking about? They denied it. What, what was the what was that confrontation like? Yeah, they denied. I even told them, you know, tonight try to put it out as strong. Or no, we're not going to stop. I think they said something like that. One guy said, oh, I know a guy who can go and, you know, get after whatever. I mean, they didn't really talk. You know, they're more like in denial. But uh, they, it's obvious. I was with another girl. She saw the reactions. She saw right away, you know, and she felt the machine that same night. If I'm with somebody and their foot is next to mine, they're going to get a, a cramp in the foot uh, and things like that. So it's, uh, it's just, you know, and it's radiation. It's a magnetic field. Uh-huh. Very interesting. And uh, Catherine, uh, this has been going on for about five years. You say it began uh, whilst uh, you being and living in Miami Beach there, but it's also happening when you travel to Paris. Is that yes, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. On the train. If I take a train, if I take the plane, they're in the plane, they're in the train. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's everywhere I go. Actually, it's like a nightmare. <laughs> and 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 Catherine, have you attempted to take this to uh, mainstream media outlets? Yeah, I talked with a reporter from New Times actually a few years ago. I didn't uh, call him, of course. You know, I didn't make an appointment because everybody knows what I'm doing. So I just went there directly. And I had read some of his articles in New Times, and I, I, you know, he seemed to be a bit anti-government, and he seemed to have a. I said, okay, maybe that's a guy I could talk to, and he was there, and uh, we went out. We stepped out of the what do you call this office? It was like in a, on a table. It's more like a public place, but in the same uh, uh, building. 
and I started telling my story. And after just, uh, I don't know, five, ten minutes, I think he received it. I don't remember if it was a text or a call. And he had to stop. Very he interesting. Stop. Yeah, he had to stop. And I, I also went to the police twice. And Oh, I went here to police also, Miami Beach. I said, people are coming in my, my apartment. Right. And uh, they said, has it broke? They broke down the door. I said, no. But, you know, I had rented my apartment, so it's easy to get the key. So they couldn't do anything because there was no proof. I went to Paris twice to two different police headquarters, and I wanted to file a complaint, and they didn't want to take my, my complaint. And I also talked to a lawyer who said that the police uh, should not refuse my complaint. They have no right to refuse it, but they did refuse it to two different uh, police headquarters. Why would they refuse that complaint? Well, maybe they don't want it to be uh, registered uh, because I had named a person that I thought that could be behind this. I'm not sure, but it's uh, someone I had dated a while ago and who has a multinational company. He's Italian. His first name is Marco. I'm not going to say his last name, but uh, he has a plastic company. And um, I was thinking it could be him because he has the connections and the power for doing it. And maybe he's just a controlling, jealous person who's doing this and Catherine so, um, yeah go ahead no no so maybe that's why the police since I, I gave the name of the person and the name of his company maybe the police didn't want to to uh, interfere with that person I don't know uh, did you have a falling out with this Marco uh, I don't know what I mean. well I broke up with him uh-huh but uh, then we saw each other after, so uh, it wasn't like, you know, I did break up, but then I, I saw him a few years later. But I don't know. I don't know if it's him or so this other guy I met. I met a guy on the plane and uh, right. uh, f six years ago. Okay. And uh, then we, well, we went out two, three nights in Miami. But the first night we went out, we had dinner, I mean, together. We had dinner with this other person who's a French person, and um, he is he, this French person was an acquaintance of this person I had met on the plane, and he um, supplied all the police in France with the wiretapping machines. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so you've got a couple different leads that would make sense. Uh, but regards to a motive, uh, do you possess any uh, special information or intelligence that uh, would make you uh, a target for this type of um, uh, electronic uh, no. terrorism? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. I have no information. Uh, I see less and less friends. Actually, I don't even see my friends because I... I suspect not them because they're asking me questions and then all of a sudden, you know, they get a new job, a new apartment or a new or, or a promotion. So I suspect everybody in for, in, 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 unfortunately. So, yeah. so it may be, it may be that, 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 as you say, unfortunately, you are simply a, to use the term guinea pig, perhaps uh, you are a target uh, by no true and real motive of uh, of this uh, type of uh, surveillance and electronic harassment, um, which I think should alarm listeners, because if an average woman 
who is spending time in two countries and uh, going about her regular day, um, yet uh, intermingling perhaps with some uh, high-powered individuals that may have access uh, to this types of technology, which it sounds like you have. If that type of person, being you, uh, is susceptible to becoming uh, a targeted individual, that should be quite alarming for all listeners and any uh, any person, any average human being. No, of course, yes, yeah. I mean, I, someone told me that they're doing a profile on me, like a profile. So I think, okay, profile for maybe this person, this guy I met, or the one I went out with before to see if I'm a good person to maybe <laughs> to maybe go out with in the future because some some people are afraid. I don't know if it's that, but that's what a friend told me that they were doing a profile on me. Well, five years is a long time to do a profile. It, it, I know. Yeah, I mean, it would seem that they are collecting some type of data on you um, and registering it, or simply, again, you are uh, being uh, you are being harassed uh, as they continue to uh, innovate and develop their various technologies. Um, the the Paris angle and the Italian angle, uh, it's 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 difficult to find. But it also sounds like you're having a hard time getting this into mainstream media. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Miami New Times is largely circulated, but that's a that's a pretty small publication. Yes, and the the person I spoke to was young, so maybe he's afraid. You know, it's not the type of person that uh, maybe he doesn't have the guts to 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 deal with this information you know some people get scared very quickly if they receive a text or phone call from the government or something like that <laughs> maybe it was the bad choice but uh, yeah the that's why I, i'm talking with you right now because i wanted to get out because this has to stop i've been fired from four jobs wow. for the past five years i've never been fired in my life from a job i've never been laid off i usually i'm usually one that, that leaves if i don't like a job and people prefer want to keep me so i've been fired from four jobs recently in the past five years every time i talked about this but i'm not going to shut up i'm going to continue talking about it until it stops so you have been f- fired from jobs because you have told your employer that this is happening yes. to you Yes, yes, mm-hmm. believe it or not, yeah, it happened in the States, and it happened also in France. Why would that be grounds for departure, and have you taken them to court? Why have they said they're firing you? Oh, because I talked, I was teaching English, for example, in France, that was the last one I think I got fired from, yeah, I was teaching English, and um, to people who had, uh, in their business, and um uh, no, this one I was taking teaching French. I was teaching both languages, anyways. I was teaching French this Indian person who had more like a, I would see more like an agent profile. Actually, I even told him. So I told him my story, and uh, all of a sudden he gets getting getting all these text messages during the session, and at the beginning he's very interested in what I was saying, and then he gets all these text messages, and he says, "Oh, I'm feeling very uncomfortable, this and that," and then he just told um, the company I work for that. Uh, that uh, uh, what happened and that he didn't want to continue the, the lesson anymore. I mean, it was obvious that he was getting text messages from other people. And you're saying those text messages were telling him to discontinue his conversation with you? 
Yeah, that's what I felt because it changed right away. Uh, you know, I had given him already two or three lessons before, but I never spoke about that. This was for a company, a big company called Kering, you know, that holds all the fashion brands. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with them. So he was uh, working for their website, and I was giving him French lessons on site at the company's uh, place, Kering in Paris. So... Um, that's what I saw. He was intrigued at the beginning. He was very interested. But then when he got all these uh, text messages, he he responded, which he never did before. He never responded when I was given a lesson. And then they fired me. So uh, I told them what was happening. But the company I worked for, they had as a good client the DGA, which is uh, the army. Uh, you know, this, what do you call it, the Defense Army of France? Okay. They had them as clients, so I'm sure they didn't want to use... Well, what I just realized, it seems like there's military army uh, involved because every time in government, every time I do get a job, uh, it has some kind of thing with the government. So I worked for this airline, and it was uh, government because they would fly also presidents or FBI and I worked for them. And when I started talking about that, some other girls uh, said something that I never said, and they got me locked up for two days. Where was that? In Miami. And what was your uh, offense? What were you charged with? Uh, that I had said that I was going to bring a, uh, a gun on the plane, which I never said. You were set up. I yeah, yeah, and the girl that said that, actually, I had recognized her from a year and a half before as an informer, and she did work for an informer. And the people that were in my training class at this uh, private, I mean, this private airline, it wasn't commercial, it was private, um, a lot of them had worked in the police or had military background. But and this girl, apparently, she was an informer for the police, and I even recognized her, so... But she was informing uh, in what regard? What was she? Uh, was she a detective? No, she. I saw her following me a year and a half before that. But I, because I have a very good memory and a good visual memory, also, and I recognized her. I didn't recognize her right away. But then I said, "Were well, you an informer for the police?" She said, "Yeah," and everybody knew that she had worked for the police. And also in my class, there was an ex-cop that was there. I mean, this happens every time I do a training. I did a training to get my real estate license. This was at the end of 2015 in Miami. And I also noticed uh, people there that were that were on their phone and they were always charging their phone because they used this thing that uh, uses up a lot of battery. Every time I went to the bathroom, someone went right behind me. <laughs> so it happens every single time I do some kind of training. So you're you're getting new jobs, you're training for these new jobs. And these people that are following you are with you every step of the way, um, and they're, in a sense, uh, putting uh, putting you, uh, painting you into a corner, uh, uh, so that it leads to you being dismissed. Is that accurate? Yes, yes. Actually, I try not to talk about it, but you know, I'm not the type to shut my mouth, and after a few months in the job or whatever, I have to talk about it, and. I, and the reason I do talk about it is that I'm trying to find someone who can help me. And obviously I'm not talking to the right people because they're not really helping me. They're just getting me fired. 
Right. That's why I'm talking. And I'm thinking maybe one day I'm going to find something that will really help me because I can't get back in the airlines. I've tried a lot of companies, and uh, it's always the same. Uh, I have no answer or a negative answer. I have 12 years' experience. I speak three languages. And the other jobs were not important jobs. I, I mean, I could do some some type of jobs they let me do because they you know I'm not going to talk with anybody. But if it, if I'm in a job like in an airline where I can talk with 200 people, they're not going to let me do that. It's uh-huh. it's really disgusting. It's really, you know, this illegal, uh, no privacy for five years. It gets into my psychologically and uh, and the physical part also because of that that machine it's not only uh, hurting me you know in my mind Catherine do you feel that your mental health has some somehow been uh, been jeopardized in any way well of course because uh, I don't have a job I don't have money I don't see I less I, most of my friends, I stopped seeing them because some people, they don't want to see me because they don't want to be involved. I understood it very quickly. Some people, they don't want to cooperate, so they don't see me at all. And some others, they were asking me all of these questions, and I, you know, it seemed like they were cooperating, and I didn't want to see people who seemed like cooperating. But I've had a friend once, he was telling me that I was, at the beginning, he was telling me I was in my mind, I was paranoiac, and this was a friend I've known for 25 years. And all the time, the same, he would say the same thing. But every time we went to a restaurant, he would go right away. Before we even sat down, this was in France, he would take his phone, cell phone, and go to the bathroom, to the toilet right away. And he never did that before. And um, I told him about it. He said, oh, you're not accusing me. And I said, well, you know, you go to the bathroom every time. We would hardly even sit down in the restaurant. You go in there with your cell phone. It was just strange. And also one day I said, I found a job for this private airline. And I talked with the person. She seems very interested. She said the next thing would be like um, an interview uh, over there at the headquarters. And um, and then I couldn't get back in touch with her. She gave me her cell phone. There's no way I could get back in touch with her. So I talked with the same friend who was saying for a year or two that it was in my mind that I was crazy or paranoid or whatever. And we're in a restaurant. He tells me, uh, "I'll try calling from uh, another phone than your phone, which is not really easy in my case, since I've been followed everywhere." So he tells me that, but he does say, "But please don't say anything about this on the phone. If you talk to him on the phone one day." <laughs> now you. So you see, you understand it. This this person who's telling me that I'm <laughs> it's in my mind crazy. He's been saying that for two years. But then he says, uh, "But don't talk about uh, that. I told you to use another phone." <laughs> you're not, and you're not taking any medications. No, not at all. I don't need medication. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I've never had any issues uh, psychologically or, or or anything. This is this has been going on for five years, so it's affected me. Yes, because I can't get a job, and I don't see, I don't see any friends. So. <laughs> Now, why was this uh, person that you'd known for over two decades, why was this person all of a sudden going into the bathroom to use his cell phone? What, what was he doing that for? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was uh, – uh, I have no idea, but uh, he never did that before. He would just – before we haven't sat down, we even sat down at the table, he would just take his cell phone and go there and uh, – and then the fact that he says, uh, "But don't tell me, don't uh, don't talk, don't 
don't don't tell me on the phone that uh, I told you to use another phone. That means that he knew that they were listening to me on the phone. So I mean, he just he just sold himself right there to saying that. Was was he somehow part of this system that is surveilling you? Do you think? No, no, no. But he knows what he just knows what was going what's going on. Like I think a lot of my friends know what's going on. Uh, they probably know who's behind. But they're just keeping their mouth shut. And then uh, him, I don't see him anymore at all. He stopped seeing me. So that's it. You know, he's, he's, he's not the only one. And then I've had some friends that said, oh, what do you have to hide? Uh, yeah, I have nothing to hide. It's just that I like to have privacy. And the same friends, when I ask to use their phone, their computer, they don't want. They say, oh, no, no, I don't want them in my, in my phone or my computer. <laughs> So you see, they're telling me that which what, what what you know what do, does it bother me? But it bothers them if I use their phone or their computer. So yeah, there's some type of fear factor going on here. Um, have you confronted? Let's say, have you confronted these uh, former uh, people that you've associated with in Marco in Italy and then the person in Paris? Have you confronted them? Yeah, I send them a live text and they leave me alone. I'll never get back to with him. That what he's doing is useless. Uh, I did receive a text from him saying that he had nothing to do with it. But, you know, a text doesn't mean anything. I don't know if it came from him or it comes, you know, with somebody hacks your phone. It could be whatever. If I don't talk to the person face to face. And I also sent text to the French person. And uh, he said the same response that uh, he's not doing anything, etc. So I don't know. I don't know if it's him or maybe a jealous girlfriend. Maybe it's... <laughs> You know, couldn't be a girl, maybe jealous girlfriend doing this. Yeah. yeah. Have you reached out, Catherine, to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. people becoming targeted electronically like this, unfortunately, in, in, in 2020 in our day, is becoming more common? Have you reached out to any other people that are experiencing these types of things? Uh, no, because uh, unfortunately I haven't met people who have experienced this. The only people okay. who feel this uh, this machine, this camera, it's when they're next to me or in the same room. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Catherine, do you have any type of website that you've created or blog to help you uh, uh, attempt to gain more awareness for what's happening to you? No, not really, because since I know they're in my network, I don't even try going, you know, I really use the computer the, the less I can or my phone. So I didn't create that because I don't know if the response are going to be real. It right. could be anybody, you know, it could be one of those agents uh, doing that. It could be since they're in my network, they could, I, I know because I realize when I, when I go on the, on the internet that, some people respond uh, it's not it's not really real people it's never real people it seems uh catherine um is there any type of contact for listeners out there that may think they might be able to help with you is there any type of contact that you would like to submit an email anything well i can give yes my email or my phone and my phone number if, if you uh, if you'd sure, like to go yes. ahead yep uh, my email is uh, C, as in Catherine, A, T as in Tom, H, dot 123, dot W, B as in boy, B as in boy, at gmail.com. And my phone number is 786-815-0919. 
Great. And, and, and again, if you're listening and this resonates and you think you somehow might be able to help uh, Catherine, please contact her. She's just given her email and, and phone number uh, and chime in. And, and, and to help her identify the source, uh, please, I would recommend you use Discussions of Truth. Uh, Catherine, thank you very much for joining the program. No, thank you for inviting me. Um, do you have any parting words, Catherine, anything else you'd like to leave with listeners? Uh, well, I just hope that this doesn't happen to, to anybody someday because it's, uh, it's very hard to get, to go through your life, uh, with, uh, the 24 seven surveillance. So if there's any private investigator out there who wants to help me, unfortunately I don't have any jobs, so I can't really pay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, hope it'll stop because, uh, I know this is coming from a, a government entity or some kind of military, well, NSA, whatever. And it's it's uh, it's bad, you know. It's really bad because people are corrupt. They use their connections to do things that they they shouldn't. I'm not a terrorist. I'm not a drug dealer. It's just uh, disgusting. Yeah. All right. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Webb. Thank you very much again, Catherine. No, you're for welcome. Joining thank the you for inviting me. Thanks. So unfortunately, that is a um, we haven't had uh, a case like that uh, on the program. Um, I personally am privy to things like this happening. Typically, for instance, uh, a whistleblower. It is somebody that retains or possesses or has information that uh, is in an attempt being suppressed, and therefore that person becomes targeted uh, in, in this sense. Uh, Catherine uh, uses the term surveillance. She's being surveyed 24-7, uh, and that is exactly what's happening. Um, we have – she is the first. We have not had – if she's the first, we have not had a, uh, an instance like hers uh, to join the program, and we are grateful for her time. Unfortunately, this is becoming – uh, an increasing, uh, increasingly more common, if you will, aspect of uh, our day and age. This is the world that we are living in. Electronic palpitations, um, uh, types of manipulation on uh, people's character uh, electronically is happening. Uh, as we had mentioned uh, last program with Kevin Shipp, and even in, and I continually, continuously, if you've listened to the program before, uh, I continuously uh, address uh, Charlotte Eiserbit. Uh, Charlotte is a former uh, 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 Reagan administration head in the Department of Education. She was against a program called Best Betterment of Education through science and technology. And in that opposition there, uh, and again, in a nutshell, it gave more power to uh, a technology and took it away from uh, uh, parents in uh, the learning, uh, in, in, in education, uh, in schools. Um, she was fired for her opposition to that program uh, in the 80s, and she wrote a book, uh, called uh, uh, The Deliberate Dumbing Down of Americans. Okay, it's 800 pages, well-documented. Uh, she joined the program a couple of years ago, and essentially what she divulges is exactly that. Americans are dumbed down deliberately, brainwashed, 
um, this surveillance and suppression of how a person can live their life freely uh, is it goes coincide with yeah it goes inside it coincides with that um, in a sense. Um, it seems that Catherine is a target for some reason, for whatever reason, uh, of this type of harassment, uh, terrorism, and I refer to it as. Uh, and the question, therefore, is why? Uh, if you think you can help her, contact her. Um, but again, I have only heard of these types of cases happening to people that possess information uh, that uh, is deliberately suppressed by uh, by powers above them. This is the first I've heard of that would be a random target, uh, and certainly it is the first uh, that has joined the program. Uh, I related it to Kevin Shipp and the harassment he received by being a CIA whistleblower. But in contrast, again, Kevin was a, high, a highly decorated officer in the CIA and had worked for them for 17 years. Okay, And again, this is the day that we're living in. There are uh, greed, unfortunately, is becoming is becoming uh, uh, a, a a serious problem uh, for people, and the powers that be become more and more powerful, and the rest of folks, uh, the average Joe, I would assume like you, I don't know, certainly like me, uh, becomes less powerful, right? Uh, that middle class is shrinking. Okay, that's a bad thing for any society and especially a society that I would think sets or strives to set the standard uh, globally for freedom and justice, right? A republic based off of constitutionally democratic values. Okay, We are in serious jeopardy of losing those. Is the United States dissolving before our eyes? I argue that Absolutely, yes. Will it completely absolve within our lifetime? That remains to be seen, but it is happening. All right. How much longer will this country survive uh, as a collected, united group of states? Uh, something I don't have an answer to. But the concern should be that it's happening, and only you can help it reverse. And only you can do something about it. So, join people like Kevin. Join people like Paul Craig Roberts, Lawrence Lessig, Cynthia McKinney. Uh, Stephen Kinzer, you name it. The, 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 the Charlotte Eisenman, uh, uh, uh Catherine Webb, who just joined us. Join the movement. Help make this country strong. And again, folks, it's not politically driven. Democrat, Republican, the argument really is they both feed right back into the Council on Foreign Relations, the CFR. They both feed back right to the same place. So, yes, have your conviction. Have your moral ground. Have your moral standing. Have your own values. But my suggestion, don't feed in to the political chaos that this country is receiving. Okay, Don't take sides. Everyone is an American. You shouldn't, in my opinion, you shouldn't have to uh, align yourself to one political party or not to be accepted. Okay, You should be accepted because you are a free human being. All right? And that serves for everyone 
across the, 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 the world, all right? We're all human beings. We're all in this together. We're all drinking water. We're all eating food. We're all breathing. All of that to survive, and we're all walking over land, unless you're in an airplane or a spaceship and whatever, you're, you're flying on a mission with NASA or whatever it may be. Okay, but you get, hopefully you get what I'm saying, and as human beings, we all strive for peace and happiness globally, and that is the bottom line. Folks, until next week, this has been another edition of Discussions of Truth. Thank you for tuning in. Wednesday. 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard. I'll be right back with Bill Blunden to discuss cyber warfare. And until then, folks, be awesome.